Wow, so good. Look at your neighbor right now and say, I think you're cool, though, too. You don't sing so good, but you're cool. That's all right. Hey, we're glad you're here. Hey, listen, everybody, everybody you talk to knows a little bit about the verse that we're going to camp out with today. They, they, they like this verse. They usually say, oh, I know what this verse says. You know, I, I've heard it said, give, and it will be given back to you, right? They know this verse. There, there, there's another verse that a lot of us know, and maybe don't know where it is for sure, but, but they know the verse that, that, that talks about the golden rule. The golden rule says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Yeah, we know some of that stuff, right? Right? We, we, we know that what, what it says, that, that given it will be given to you. We know that verse, hey, do unto others as you would have them to do, right? Jesus says these words in Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Look what the word of the Lord says. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. And then don't miss this next sentence. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. The amount you give will determine the amount that you get back. Today we're going to talk about this idea of generosity. And, and here's what I'm afraid of when we talk about generosity in our culture today. When it comes to generosity, so many of us have what I would like to call an espresso-type mentality when it comes to generosity. How many of you have ever drank an espresso? You pay like 10 bucks for something that big. You, you know, it's just, it's so tiny, right? It, it is, uh, an espresso is a, it's, 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 it's a small amount of, of a potent product, right? That, that you just drink a little bit of this juice, and man, it's like, woo, it will jack you up. How many of you, anybody had espresso this morning? <laughs> Nobody. One, right there, that's what I'm talking about. Man, what I would not give, I'd give right now for a little shot of espresso. Here's the problem with espresso. So many of us have an espresso mentality when it comes to this idea of being generous people, Right? We just kind of walk around, oh, just a little generosity, just a little sip of it. We're just going to give just a little bit of that. Why use, you know, why give a lot when, when, when I can have just a little bit of just kind of, just a little bit of generosity makes me a, a, a generous person. Well, I would go back to what it says in Luke chapter 6, verse 38, and say, hey, why would you use that type of a measure Whenever you could be, be giving and doing so much more. I mean, I'm talking about that quadruple venti measure of, 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 of espresso that you could have. But so many of us are just short-selling ourselves, and we're, just, we're, we're, we're content with just, just a little bit of espresso size generosity. Listen, listen, because God is generous, isn't he? Has God been good to anybody in this house? Anybody online? Hey, listen, if you're watching online and God's been good to you, I just want you to do something right now. I want you to do this. I want you to collect yourself. Then I want you to do this. Wow! God is good. He has rained it down. Some of you are like, he has been drinking something right now. I'm telling you, man, just high-quality H2O, Waterboy style right now. Listen, God has shoveled it down on our lives, has he not? And how can we not, how can we continue just to bring this espresso size of generosity back to a big God who has just rained it down, pounded us? Listen, here's what I've discovered in 27 years of ministry. God's shovel is a lot bigger than mine. And, and I think I'm bringing him a lot of stuff, but man, he just like, as it says in Luke 6, 38, he rains it down so much that I don't have enough 
room for the blessings of God. Amen? Hey, listen, I love 1910 Church. You know one of the reasons why I love this church is because our church is generous. You need to know that. In fact, we're, we're, we're maybe a little too generous sometimes. In fact, that's kind of the word on the street. Just go to 1910 and they'll give you whatever you need. And, and that's okay. We want to be generous. Now, we we've also need to learn to be good stewards and, and make sure we manage our, our, our blessings well, right? But, but this church, one of the things I love about this church is that we are a generous, a generous church. Uh, don't you like yourself when you're generous? Aren't you a better person when you're a generous person? You, you, you ever given a crappy Christmas gift? And then somebody out gives you and you're like, oh man, I'm a, I'm a loser. You ever done that? You know, you re-gifted the socks from last year or something. Um, yeah, aren't you a better person when you're generous? I, I'm a better person when I'm generous. But I gotta be honest with you, there are some times in which I can be a little selfish. Anybody selfish in the house? <laughs> yeah, one, thank you for being honest. The rest of you guys are condemned and no, I'm just kidding. But hey, I can get a little selfish sometimes. And I have to remind myself that generosity is the better place to live. Listen, when I'm generous and when I'm doing what God wants me to do, listen, life is just better. And, and here's the deal. I want to be generous because God is generous. Did you know that God is generous? In fact, there is a verse of Scripture that probably every one of us listening in, in, in this room or online, we know, we know this verse in John chapter 3, verse 16. John 3, 16 is the essence of generosity. You know that, right? You know what that verse says? For God so loved the world that he... He what? He, he gave. In that verse right there, for God so loved the world that he gave, he gave his one and only son. Listen, that is the essence of Christianity generosity is the essence of Christianity. Everything is about giving. We, we, we sing today and we talk about, we read words from a God who is a generous God. Generosity. Generosity. Now, when, today I want to talk about different levels of generosity. And, and when you look in Scripture, you're going to find that there are different levels of this area of generosity. Well, one level is, is called need generosity. You, you, you see a need. You ever seen a need of someone around you and you just kind of stepped up and, 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 and you met that need? Maybe, maybe someone was down and out. Maybe it was the wintertime and somebody needed a coat and you kind of just, uh, you met that need. Or maybe somebody needed shoes or maybe somebody needed a meal and you kind of just stepped. You, you saw, surely you can recall a time you've done something like that, right? You, you saw a need and you stepped up and, and you met that need. That's great. The Bible talks about need generosity, need, giving. There's another level of, of, of giving in the Bible that talks about deed, deed, giving. So sometimes when it comes to deed giving, we, we, we just give stuff away because we just want to give it away. And I'm, talking about, I'm not talking about crappy stuff. You know, the church is the recipient a lot of times of crappy deed giving. I, well, I'm talking about stuff you like to give away. Don't be bringing to the church your, your, your dog pee-pee couch that, you know, you've had for 25 years, and, oh, I just need to get rid of it. I'm going to bless the church. Somebody gave us a couple years ago a ping-pong table with two legs on it. Dude, so two of our staff members were in the opposite corners holding it up while it was just, it was a mess. You, you know, you, it doesn't work that way. Deed giving is, is, is actually just blessing people. Have you blessed somebody with stuff that you would really want and like? I, I, you know, you've you probably been the recipient of somebody maybe blessed you with, um, 
Oh, they have a beach house on the, on the beach, and they just bless you. Hey, why don't you and your family get away and, and go and use that? Or, hey, here, here, I've got a Lear jet, and just go. Go to San Angelo or whatever you want to do, you know. It's so exotic in the summertime. And, you know, or, hey, here's, I want to give you the keys to a new car. You know, hey, listen, sometimes, hey, just bless people. That's deed giving in Scripture, that there are times in which we, we, we buy somebody's meal, you know, just because, just because we, we want to. That's good. Now, now, some of you go, man, I like where this message is going right now, need giving and, and, and deed giving. I, I, I like that. But listen, there's a different level that is actually greater than, than those two other levels. In fact, it's the number one way the Bible talks when it comes to this idea of generosity and giving, and it's called seed giving. Seed giving. Now, now, need giving is good. Deed giving is, is, is good as well. But when I talk about seed giving, what, what, am I, what do I mean by that? The Bible says, and if you've been with us any amount of time over the last couple of weeks, you know, the Bible says that everything we have is God's. Now, some of you in this room listening and online understand that. You know that everything you have is from God, and it really is his. Some of you, though, in this room, you, you, you don't get that. And, and one day you're going to realize that maybe when you breathe your last breath and, and, and you're gone to, to eternity, you say, dang, I, I thought this stuff was mine. I thought it would just go on with me to the next zip code. No, it doesn't work that way. You're going to be surprised when that happens. But God says that, that what we do with the tangible things in this life, it matters. And he's blessed us and he's given us some tangible things in life. We're using pomegranates in this series to kind of symbolize our wealth. The, he gives us some tangible things that he wants us to use to further his kingdom. Listen, you need to understand something. Money matters to God. See, you thought it was just something that, that preachers that were needy and greedy concocted years ago to try to bleed you of everything you have. Not so, grasshopper. You see, in Scripture, Jesus talks about money around 800 different times. He talked more about money than he did heaven and hell combined. It's a big deal to God. Jesus spoke of it a lot. Money matters. It matters. Hey, have you ever heard this phrase before, it is what it is? It is what it is. I had never heard that phrase until just a, a few years ago. Actually, living here in, in, in the hill country, a guy used to say, it is what it is. And I don't know if I still really understand and grasp that. It's just kind of something we throw out. Like, I love you, man. You don't really love that man. You're just throwing it out like to make him feel good. It is what it, it, is, what it is. Well, today, I, in relation to, I want to share with us a new phrase that I think is, 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 is a better phrase when it comes to this idea of, of generosity. And the phrase is this, it is where it is. It is where it is. Say that with me. It is where it is. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, he calls this the treasure test. And Jesus says that wherever your time is, there your... No, it's not what he said. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, he says, wherever your talent is... No, he says... Jesus says, wherever your treasure is, there the desires... Of your heart will also be in other words here's what he's saying where my treasure is my time will follow where my treasure is my talent will follow God did not say and I've heard people say this in 27 years of full-time ministry in the local church if I just give my time my time is my tithe no it's not that's nowhere in the Bible 
that Jesus says, hey, just give me your time. That's your, that's, that's where, no. He says it's about the treasure. It's about the treasure. And so here, here's what, what, what I believe based on, on, on Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. The only way you can fully access the blessings of God is going to be when you bring this thing called the tithe or when you bring your money to the only thing that Jesus ever built, something called the church. I'm just telling you, that's God's economic cycle. Don't throw stones at me today. That's just scripture. Now, here's the reality. We've been spending, this is our week number three in this series called Juice, and here's why. We want you to be blessable. We want you to live in the blessings of God. And if Jesus says where your treasure is, there your heart will also be, it makes sense to me that this thing called money, and since he spoke about it so much, it's a big deal. And it's probably something that even in our day and age, just as they struggled back in the day of Jesus, it would still be an issue with us today. I want you to be blessable. But we can't make you blessable. That's between you and God, and you've got to determine how far you're going to go with this thing called the treasure test, right? But listen, God has given us so much. Is there anybody in here that if you're gut honest with yourself, you say, you know what? God's not been good to me. He's not done anything good for me. No, come on. He has. You're here. You're breathing. You enjoyed the rain. Wasn't the rain awesome this morning? Man, you, 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 most of you probably have had something to eat today. You've had a cup of coffee. You know, you're, you're, you're sitting next to somebody that most of you care for the person you're sitting with today. And, you know, you got clothes on. Most of you smell good. You brush your teeth. I mean, it's got, God is good. He's given us so many things in life. He's entrusted us with some stuff. And, and you know, what, what, what he's wanting to do is, 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 is he's giving you and I opportunities to trust him back. He, he's given us some, some stuff, and, and he's given you and I some opportunities to say, God, you know what, we trust you as well. Let me ask you a question this afternoon. Do you trust God? Do you trust him? We've looked at, over the last couple of weeks, this passage in Malachi chapter 3. God, God was referring to some people in Malachi tre- chapter 3, and he said, hey, some of you are robbing me. Some of you are stealing from me. Some translations say, some of you are cheating me. Well, how do we cheat you, God? And he says, well, you cheat me with your tithes and your offerings. Hey, have you ever had someone steal something from you? I have. I, I have people, you know, they, they stole some money. Locker room, high school, man, I couldn't wait to find out who it was and just kind of lower the boom, right? Maybe some of you have had your identity stolen, credit card numbers stolen. Hey, listen, when somebody steals something from you, do you continue to hang out and do business with that person? No! You're, you're, some of you, like, like there, there's a certain gas station maybe where, where you scanned your card and it got stolen and you won't even buy gas at that chain anymore because they're all crooked, Right? They need to get a better grasp on. That's why Tim's going to work for, for the IT and just kind of cyber protect us from stuff like that, right? You don't do business and you don't continue to hang out with people that steal from you. They're not, they're, they're, you're not calling them for dinner. You're not going to hang out. I mean, you're, 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 you're moving on and you're, you're done with them. Hey, listen, for some of us that are listening today, guess what? God has stopped doing business with us. You know that, right? Because you know why? It goes back to Malachi chapter 3. We've stolen from him, or we're robbing him, 
or we're cheating for him. I get so, uh, it, it's, it's kind of silly sometimes, but, 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 but here's what I hear oftentimes as a pastor. Pastor, I just don't understand. Well, how come I'm not walking in the blessings of God? Or, or how come I'm not experiencing this or that? And it doesn't take me long to think about some of the things that I know are present in their life that fly in the face of God that hurt his heart. And I'm going, why would God want to bless you? You're, you're, you're proving right now in your marriage that you can't be faithful. Why would he want to bless you because of you breaking his, or hey, you, you, you've done this or you're not doing, and, and why would God want to bless you and, because you're not walking according to his plan and his will. Listen, you've walked away from him. You've turned your back on him. And for some of us, that's the very reason maybe why you're not walking in the blessings of God today. God wants me to be blessed and as we've been talking about, and as we look in Scripture today, when I give, it says it will be given back to me. You remember we talked about God's economic cycle last week. It goes like this. We don't get in order just to get. We get in order to give. And when we give, we get more, and we continue to give so that we can live. That's God's economic cycle. Listen, God has not loaded you up with pomegranates just so you can hoard them all for yourself. Some of you, your piles of pomegranates are smaller than others. Some of you got mounds and mounds and pounds of pomegranates. I get that. But listen, he's not blessed you with this so that you can just keep them and say, look at mine, they're mine, they're mine, they're mine. No, he's given them to you so that you in turn can give and bless, be a blessing to others. Am I talking to anybody today? We've been talking about when we bring the first of all of our blessings, when we bring the first fruit, you find in Scripture time and time again this idea of bringing the first, not the third, fourth, fifth, or even the last. Some of us bring the last. We bring the leftovers to God, don't we? This one is a mangy, nasty-looking pomegranate. And some of you, this is what you're bringing to the Lord versus bringing the best. Look how luscious and delicious. Whoa, that is a picture-perfect pomegranate. Right there. Man, it's hard to find these bad boys. They're not in season, by the way. I found out the pomegranates are really in the fall. It's really where you need to buy pomegranates. <laughs> so we're going to re-preach this and have some pretty pomegranates come October. No, I'm just kidding. But listen, God, he's a God of the first, and he wants us to bring the best. And listen, he's entrusted all of us with pomegranates. We all have some pomegranates. And what are you doing with it? Are you, are you bringing it? Are you giving it back to him? He wants the first fruits this is God's number one. He gets the first. Hey, what if Mark Zuckerberg, say Zuckerberg. Anybody know who Mark Zuckerberg is? Facebook dude, right? Hey, what if Zuckerberg walked up to you? He said, hey, listen, here's everything that I have. I want you to take all of my billions, take all my squillions, gazillions. It's all yours, everything I have. How many of you would take that deal? Come on. This is group participation time. How many of you would take that deal? That's right. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm, just, I'm not that type of person. I just, just, I'll take five bucks. No, you would take it all. You're kidding yourself. You, you, you would take it all. And then what if he said, hey, but here's the, I want you to, ha you're going to have it all. But listen, I just, if you would just give me back 10% of everything I'm giving you, just, 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 give, just give me back 10. How many of you would still take that deal? I still would take that deal, right? Because I know that, that the squillions far outweigh that first 10. That, 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 that first 10, right? God's saying, I've given you everything. And I'm just asking if you would just minimum generosity return the first fruit, the first 10% of everything I've given you. The first, the first, the first. We've been talking about throughout the Bible, you find that God is a God of the first. The first day of the week we worship. 
The first fruit is important. The firstborn was a big deal. The first, the power of the first. We bring the first to God. And here's what he do. He That's that God's blessing sound effect that we learn in seminary. <laughs> he blesses the rest. I bring the first, but he blesses the rest. He blesses. I put that pomegranate in the palm of the hand of Jesus. And I'm telling Jesus, this is yours. And Jesus takes that, you know, I'm bringing, I'm bringing it to the church. Because you know the church is the only thing that he ever built. He, the only thing he ever constructed, right? The church. I will build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail against the, the church, right? God was a giver. We said that in John 3, 16. He gave us, he tithed Jesus. He gave us his first. So we bring the pomegranate. And we put it in Christ's hand. And what does he do with it? I love what he does with it. He slices it. I sliced a pomegranate. He slices it, and inside this pomegranate are all of these little seeds. He slices it, and he takes these seeds, and he begins to sow them. Not S-E-W, S-O-W. He's a sower. He begins to take these seeds that I bring, and he begins to plant those seeds. There's a lot of seeds in this pomegranate, isn't there? He takes the seeds, and he sows them into this thing called <coughs> the church. You know, I'm a part of God sowing in this church. And I'm a part of it not because I'm the pastor here, but, but, but I'm a part of the incredible things that God is doing at 1910 Church because I faithfully bring the first portion of everything I have. I've, I've, I've been faithful to that, and I, and, 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 and I bring that. And what happens is Jesus takes what I bring and, and he takes all this, <coughs> excuse me, and he multiplies what I bring to him. I'm just bringing him a little bit. But man, he takes it and he opens it up and says, oh, look at all that. And what he does is he begins to multiply all of it. Every time a child or a student, every time an adult in this church have a, have a life-changing moment or say yes to Jesus Christ, you know what? I'm a part of that. Hey, every time a, 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 a child, and by the way, th this, this building is filled with hundreds of children and kids every week. Every time one of those kids say yes to Jesus or make a decision that brings glory and honor to God, guess what? I'm a part of that. I don't stand on the stage and speak to them. I'm not in there singing, you know, Father Abraham had meaning. I'm not doing any of that, but I'm a part of it. You know why? Because I bring it. I bring it and God takes what I bring and he plants it in their lives. Hey, hey, listen, the, the, I'm a part of, of the work going on in Guatemala. I'm a part of a school there that, that we have kind of uh, adopted, Colegio Israel. Hey, over 125 children we, we, we sponsor. I'm all a part of that. You know why? Because I bring a little bit to the house of the Lord. He takes it. He blesses it. He takes those seeds out, and he begins to plant those. Hey, I, I, I'm, I'm a part of, of, of this CD, this album, this record that we're going to record this fall. I'm a part of that. Now, there's not a chance in, in the world for them to let me on stage to be a part of the singing. But I'm going to be a part of it. You know why? Because I'm bringing it. I'm planting. And God's going to sow my seed in this church. Hey, I, I'm a part of the 
thousands of people that we've baptized over the last 11 years, well over a thousand people, hundreds and hundreds of people that we've seen baptized. I am a part of that. You know why? Because I've been faithful to bring the first into the house of the Lord. You ought to clap right there. That's a good point. Not about me. Hey, are you clapping because you're a seed planter? Have you been faithful as well? Can you clap and say, hey, I'm a part of that too. Are you? Don't you be clapping if you've not brought it. Because you're cheating. You're stealing. And you're just letting us do all of it. And you're saying, I'm a part. No, you're not. You're not. You're not. I'm going to celebrate because I'm bringing my first portion. God's worthy of it. He gets it and he plants those seeds and I love what he does. And go back to Luke 6.30. I'm sorry. I'm preaching a little bit too much. I'm sorry. Give and you will receive. It says your gift will return to you in full. Do you realize that what I bring to the house of the Lord has 100% return and dividend? It's eternal. And you know right now, I might, might, I might not see the, the results of it immediately. I preach my guts out every week. And, and, and there are oftentimes, when we, no one makes a decision for Christ. It's okay. I'm going to come back next week. I'm going to preach my guts out again. But you know what? One day, here's the deal. There, there's going to be probably an opportunity for me to see the results of what my faithfulness and bringing it to the house of the Lord and giving everything I have. You see, what I do here in the house of the Lord and what you bring to the house of the Lord will return in full. Some of you guys have made some investments in, in the world's economic uh, system, whether it be stocks or 401s. It's now 101K that you uh, own, and, and it's just it's gone, right? You'll go spend money and fill up your tank of gasoline in your car, and it'll last you for about six hours, and you got to fill it up. Again, right? It's just nothing. Listen, what we invest in, what we do here has eternal. It says in, 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 in Scripture, your gift will return to you in full. Pressed down, shaken together, make room for more, running over, poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. I'm telling you, rewards. You know, God likes to reward us. And, and, and I, don't, I don't give in order to get a reward from God, but you, you need to know that God is the originator of the awards shows. He loves to reward faithfulness, and he loves to bless obedience. The rewards will happen when we're responsible with what God gives us. And when we begin to understand, hey, we don't own this. We're simply managers of everything that God entrusts us, pomegranates. Hey, I want to share with you something about the pomegranate that maybe you didn't know. We've talked about that maybe the pomegranate was the, the forbidden fruit in the Garden of Eden. We know that when the 12 spies went to the promised land and brought back to the report, they brought back pomegranates, they brought back figs, they brought back grapes. But the pomegranate's a big deal. But did you know that the pomegranate was, was also prominent in fashion in the Bible? It was, it was a prominent fashion statement. You see, before Jesus, you had what they call the sacrificial system. You had this intricate system. Now, stay with me now. I'm talking about the children of Israel, the Israelites. They had a, they had a priest before Jesus was present. And the priest would go in one day a week, and he would atone for the sins of the nation. And the, and the, the Bible gives us a very detailed description of what the priest would wear. The priest would go in one day a year and, and atone for the sins of, of all the people. And, he, and, and here's what the Bible says that, that, that the priest wore. He wore some pomegranates. Now, not these. Like, that would be awkward, you know. Or just, but, but he wore 
pomegranates. Look at what it says in Exodus chapter 28, beginning verse 33, talking about the high priest. It says, make pomegranates out of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and attach them to the hem of the robe with gold bells between them. The gold bells and the pomegranates are to alternate all the way around the hem. Aaron will wear this robe whenever he ministers before the Lord, and the bells will tinkle as he goes in and out. They will tinkle as he goes in and out of the Lord's presence in the holy place. If he wears it, he will not what? If he wears it, he will not die. In other words, you know what that says? Silence is deadly. Silence is deadly. Say it with me. Silence is deadly. So this priest had pomegranates on the hem of his robe. A pomegranate and a bell alternating all the way around the bottom, the hem of his robe. The bell had no clapper in, uh, on, on his robe. The pomegranate hitting up against the bell made the sound. Ding, dong, ding, dong. When he was walking in the presence of God, they would hear the ding, dong. That's the foreshadowing of our high priest, Jesus. That's why we don't have to pray to a priest. Jesus is our high priest. This is a foreshadowing of Jesus being our high priest. But the pomegranate was chosen. If you do your Jewish history, we know we've talked about this. Pomegranate, some, some say there are 613 seeds in a pomegranate. 600 and symbolic of 613 different commands that the children of Israel tried to abide by and live by. It's scripture. It's scripture. That's the word, the pomegranate, the word. Are you, are you, are you with me so far? Yeah. The, the, so pomegranate and a bell. No clapper in the bell. The pomegranate, ding, hitting up against the bell as the priest walked in the presence of God. The bell is the noise the pomegranate makes when the pomegranate ding strikes that bell. That bell represents the spirit of God. And as the priest was walking in the word, the word hits the pomegranate, the bell. Everyone knew the priest was walking in the presence of God when they could hear the ding dong, ding dong. When they could hear the ding dong, they knew that the priest was walking in the presence of God. The word and the walk. The word and the walk. So when you have the word of God hitting the walk, you know what you've got? You've got worship. Worship is happening. Do you remember what Jesus said to the woman in John chapter four, the woman at the well? He says, listen, I'm looking for worshipers. I want people who will worship me in spirit and in truth. To me, that sounds like the bell, the spirit, and the truth, the word. If you, listen, we are at 1910, we are a church that is a word and spirit church. There can be churches that are just word churches. There, there, there are some people, there are people that are word people. They know the word of God like nobody's business. They've memorized it. They can quote it. They, they know everything from, 
from cover to cover in God's word. There's nothing wrong with being of the word. But if you are only of the word, you need to be careful because if you're just of the word, I think you'll dry up. We, we, we have a word that we like to use for, for people that are just of the, we call that religion. They know what the word of God says. They know it all, but they just don't do anything with it. Listen, the Bible's not written for our information. It's written for our transformation. And I can know the word of God, but it cannot transform and change who I am. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? So the word, if you just have the word, you'll dry up. Now, now, now some of you are like, okay, well, I like the spirit. I like it for word. and Listen, I like the spirit. Hey, the spirit alone, the bell. If, if it's just the spirit, if it's just the spirit, you need to be careful. If you're just of the spirit, you'll be jacked up. You, 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 the, the, the word by itself, you'll dry up, but, but, but the spirit, you'll be jacked up. When I talk about the spirit, I'm talking about people that are just on the emotional aspect of it all. They're just emotional. And, and there's, there's nothing wrong with the Spirit, but, but what can happen is we can be so emotional that we don't know what the Word of God says, right? And so it's a balance. You've got to have the Word, and you've got to have the Spirit. Listen, your feelings and my feelings, feelings can get freaky sometimes, right? Listen, the, I, I said, the Holy Spirit's not weird. People are, right? It's not weird, but so many people, I'm just of the Spirit. I'm just, listen, you've got to have both. It's a balance of both. That's what you've got here, this imagery in Exodus chapter 28. You've got the pomegranate and the bell. And when you have them together, what's going to happen? You're not going to dry up. You're not going to be jacked up. You're going to grow up. You're going to mature. That's what I like about 1910 Church is we've got some people that are of the Word and of the Spirit. They're mature people. And they're leading the charge and they're leading the way. Most of them, it's the mature people, the truly mature people that are funding the vision and the ministries of this church. They're the ones that are teaching life groups. They're the ones leading small group Bible studies for women and men. They're the ones that are back there serving in kids. Mature people that really get it and understand. They are. They understand that it's not about just the word. Listen, I want to mature people. That's what I love about this church. The Bible talks a lot about this subject of generosity. And I want to ask you today, as we kind of get ready to head home, you're going, praise the Lord. But are you bringing the pomegranate to God? Are, are you bringing it? You know, it takes, our, our budget this year is $2.26 million. We, 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 we set that out last September before you, and, 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 and it was approved so it takes $2.26 million in order to make all the ministry and outreach opportunities, the mission opportunities that we have, in order to make that happen. And I'm telling you, we're doing some amazing things with, with the money. Listen, what, what comes in, we spend on ministry. We, 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 we spend it. Because we believe that the calling that God has on this house is big. And, and listen, if it doesn't come in, check this out. We don't spend it. We're not out, you know, floating loans and doing all this. We're not. We spend what comes in. And so it's up to me to continue to bring my best, the first. It's up to, to you to continue to partner with, with what I bring and what you bring. And as we partner together, holy moly, we got seeds galore. Things that God is able to do through our just bringing 
Starter generosity. Man, are you bringing it? How, how can I bring it to 1910? I think we've got a slide to kind of help kind of demonstrate this for us today. Do we have that? Yeah. How can I give? You know, we've got these my best boxes that are positioned strategically around the, 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 the building. You trip over them when you walk into the room. That's on purpose. We want to draw a little blood if we can't draw anything out of your wallet. We want to draw a little blood when you come into church, you know. Uh, but this is one of the ways that you can give here at 1910. You can, you can go online to 1910church.com and set up my wife and I. What we do, we do automatic draft. We, we give twice a month. Whenever we get our, our paycheck, it is automatically drafted out. You're like, man, you never see that. It's gone. It's gone. But I'm telling you, man, it is great gone. It is worth it. Because I know, again, that if, 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 if it's not gone, guess what? Guess what old selfish Jason's going to do? I'm going, ooh, I need some new workout shoes. I need, I, I need ooh, there's a, there's a trip that I'd love to go on. Surely, God, there's so many other people that can make it happen for us for a couple of months. Uh-uh. It's automatically taken. You, you can get, where's that slide? Whoop! You can go on the mobile app. You've got, if you download our app, there's a way you can give off your phone at 1910 Church on our mobile app. Listen, I'm bringing it. And God takes these seeds within my bringing it. And he plants them and he sows them and we're able to do so much more. Listen, some of you, I believe, are just one decision away from blessings like you've never seen. And it begins with the treasure test. So many of you are, are just one decision away. Will you bring it to the house of the Lord? Will you bring your best? He owns it all. But will you bring your first? I want to invite you to stand with me this morning as we get ready to head out. Thank you guys for being here. And listen, I want you to live the blessed life. I do. And it's really simple. It'll happen. Put him to the test, he says. It'll happen when you bring your best. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the reminder of the today and the last few weeks that, mm, Lord, you're, you're, you're just asking us to, to, to prove to you that we love you. And Lord, you, you, you rain down so many blessings in our life. God, you, you've been so good. And God, you've given those to us, not just so that we can get them, but you've given us, God, so that we in turn can give to live. And God, I, I'm just praying that, that people who are the recipients of the mighty, awesome blessings of God would simply come to that place where they say, you know what, I want to return back to portion. Just, just at least the first, the first 10. I'm going to give it back to the Lord. He's good. He deserves more, but I'm going to start there. Lord, you're giving us opportunities to prove to you that we can trust you, that you can trust us. And so I pray that we would respond appropriately. God, I want to thank you for giving us your very best, your first. I want to thank you for Jesus. Without Jesus, none of us would be here or have any hope. But because you gave us your first, Lord, we have the opportunity to enjoy life abundantly and life eternal, and we thank you for that. And God, I pray that the vision and dream you have for this house, God, that we would be able to run full throttle with that, God, because we have more than enough. 
So God, thank you for being a God who gives first. And I pray that we would respond with a generous spirit as well. It's in your name we pray. All God's people said, amen. Thank you, you're dismissed.